Our first reading for this Pentecost weekend comes from Numbers chapter 11, where the Lord puts his spirit on the 70 elders. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him, and he took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, They prophesied, but they did not do so again. However, two men, whose names were Eldad and Medad, had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from Acts chapter 2. Recording the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, 
Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In these last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, streams of water will flow from him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, there's numerous self-help resources that have been written which confront the challenge that oftentimes confront men and women when they're trying to communicate with each other. There's one resource that that suggests that women utter uh, an average of 20,000 words a day while men only speak an average of 7,000, which means that during the course of a day, men tend to reach their quota of words uh, a whole lot sooner than, than women do, which can result in frustration between the two because at a time in the day when women still feel the need to continue to, to communicate, to engage in communication, men are at a point where they're looking to disengage. Although the assertions of these re- resources are more anecdotal than factual, yet there does seem to be an air of truth to them. Suffice it to say, communication can be difficult. There are communication gaps between genders, between the poor and the rich, between those with a basic education with those who have a higher education, between those who are athletic and those who are computer geeks. There are communication gaps between people of different generations, different races, different nationalities, and different social classes. And with all of these differences between us, What hope is there for us to ever come to together and especially to understand one another? Well, on the day of that first Christian Pentecost, we are told that there were staying in Jerusalem 
God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. I mean, think about it. Here you have all of these people representing all these different places from the then-known world gathered together in Jerusalem, each speaking their own individual languages. Luke, the writer of Acts, provides a lengthy list of those places from where all these people originated, as far up as Rome, down to Egypt, all the way from, from Italy, from Crete, all the way to regions far to the east. And among those gathered there for the great festival of Pentecost were people of different races, economics, class, age, language, and nationalities. As you might imagine, this was the makings of a communication nightmare. And what a sound they must have made as they all spoke their different languages, trying to get their points across and and just to connect with each other. I mean, how on earth would they ever connect? I mean, how can they hope to hear one another with with no one understanding what they were saying? And given the most recent events surrounding the death and the resurrection of Jesus only 50 days earlier, how on earth were all these people ever going to have the chance of hearing the wonderful good news of God's unfailing love for them? Well, there then arose another sound. A sound like the blowing of a violent wind that came from heaven. And there was also the sight of what seemed to be tongues of fire that that separated and came to rest on the heads of the disciples. My friends, what happened next was even more amazing. Common, ordinary, uneducated men were filled with the Holy Spirit enabling them to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Now, some who were there made fun of them, belittled them. But Peter used this as an opportunity. He stood up with the eleven and began to address the crowd that had assembled. And he said, let me explain this to you. This is what the prophet Joel had spoken of. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. They will proclaim the word of God. My friends, understand what Peter is saying here. He is saying that the Spirit of God will descend upon the likes such as old people, retirees in their homes, in retirement villages, and nursing homes. The Spirit will come upon young people, children, school-aged, some with work, others unemployed, those who are single, those who are newly married, young parents with family. The Holy Spirit will also fall upon average, ordinary, everyday people, content with their small but adequate incomes. The Spirit will also fall upon people who will never in their lifetime get their 15 seconds of fame on television or see their picture in a newspaper or have one of their videos go viral on the internet. The Spirit will even fall upon people who were never asked to speak before a crowd. Yes, the Spirit of God descends upon all these 
and they begin to come together and to hear and to speak to one another. Do you believe that? When I ask that, I, I, I don't mean, do you believe that, that such coming together and to hear and to speak happened back then, but do you believe that it happens today? Is the Holy Spirit powerful enough to overcome those barriers and those deep boundaries that oftentimes frustrate our speaking and our hearing and as a result bring us together as one? Well, those who are believers of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, they answer that question by saying, yes, indeed. It not only happened way back when, but it has continued to happen ever since then, and it continues to happen even today. The Holy Spirit of God gives the people of God the ability to overcome the things that divide us, and to open our ears to what God has to say to us, and then to speak those words to one another in such a way that we begin to come together as the body of Christ. You know, with COVID-19, we certainly have had something novel that has scattered us as a faith family, at least physically. Yet through the blessings of technology, such as what we're utilizing here today, the numbers of those who have been worshiping with us just simply as a part of our faith family has increased over these last two months, including individuals not only from across the United States, but even from around the world. It's just simply mind-boggling. And now that opportunities are increasing for us to be able to, to get out and about again, I find it interesting that one of the first things that many are returning to is worshiping in the company of their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And what is interesting to note is that represented among us as a body of believers are many of the factors which sometimes cause a divide among others as human beings. I mean, you and I, we come from, from different backgrounds. We're born in different countries and places across the United States. Some of us grew up in loving homes and had close families, while others of us still carry with us childhood memories that, that tend to bring hurt and pain. We come from all sorts of life experiences. Some of us with our hang-ups and our baggage or our own level of dysfunctions. Some are happy. Others are depressed and sad. You have those who are healthy, those who are ill, those who are suffering. Some are young, some are old, some are frustrated, others angry. Others have experienced joy and happiness in their families and at work. I mean, if we could analyze this faith family that we simply call Cornerstone Lutheran Church and comprised of all of those who, who gather together with us online, I am sure that we could fill a book with the amount of diversity that exists between us, the, the number of things that could so easily divide us. Yet in the amazing grace of Almighty God, the Holy Spirit draws us together so that we might hear what God himself has to say. I mean, one of the reasons why people keep coming back to church is that they hear something here 
that cannot be heard elsewhere. Things are spoken in the, in the context of God's house where, where, where we, uh, that reach into our hearts and into our lives and make a difference. Like that crowd on that first Christian Pentecost. We come here with all of our differences. And yet by God's grace we are able to hear what God is saying to us. The Spirit of God descends upon us as we gather and as we hear His Word, as it is applied to our own particular situations. You know, those who read the Scripture lessons for us during a worship service, they may read eloquently and clearly, or they may even stumble across the words as they are read. The preacher may use language that is picturesque and lucid or drone on without expression. Yet regardless of how it is presented, in every instance, this is the word of God. The word through which the Holy Spirit speaks to us about God's love and forgiveness. We come together with our differences around the word of God. And despite everything, we hear the voice of God which draws us together. You know, there are times when it's tough for us to be able to pay attention. I mean, we come here sometimes filled with anxiety and worry. Perhaps we're upset and depressed. And, and those kind of things have a way of trying to, to block out what God is, is saying to us. It's almost like somebody with, with headphones on listening to music, but can't hear whatever else is going on. But in some way, we do hear whenever we gather together around God's word. And we may not all hear the same thing. We may not all hear the same message. I mean, it's interesting sometimes to learn what people get out of a sermon. I mean, the messages that people receive can be quite diverse, even one that the preacher never, ever intended. Yet regardless of all of this, the Holy Spirit has a way of, of speaking to us through God's word. And we... Take with us a message that helps us to cope with the week ahead. The Spirit applies the Word of God to our particular need at that time. And like the crowd gathered together at Pentecost, the Spirit opens our ears to hear, just as He opened the ears of that diverse group to Peter's sermon that day. And the end result on that occasion, 3,000 were added to the kingdom of God that day. But my friends, not only does the Holy Spirit draw us together to hear God's word, the Holy Spirit also draws us together so that we might grow confident in speaking God's word. God's word says, I will pour out my spirit on all people and they will prophesy. Notice he does not say, I will pour out my, my, my spirit just on pastors or preachers. No, he says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, regardless of ethnicity, nationality, or any other distinguishing characteristic. And as a result, young and old, male and female, rich and poor, will proclaim my message. And so we gather here and we, we gather online. And we hear God's word and it gives us courage and encouragement and conviction 
to leave this place, to go out into our world and to speak to the needs of the world around us, especially speaking to their needs of forgiveness and mercy and grace in the name of Almighty God. We learn in our weekly worship the joy of hearing the truth about how great and wonderful our God is and what he has done for us through the life, through the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then we go out into our world, into our everyday lives, into our neighborhoods, among our friends and co-workers, and we speak to them the very word of God which has spoken to us, especially what Jesus means to each of us. You know, I find it interesting of the surveys that are taken of people who have uh, come in to faith and how so many times it is the result of what someone has said or what someone has done or how someone has ministered the gospel of Jesus Christ to that individual. You may very well be one of those individuals. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ because of the way another disciple of our Lord ministered God's word to you, whether through what they said or what they did. My friends, on that first Christian Pentecost, God's promised Holy Spirit descended on all and continues to descend upon all who believe to this day. At our baptism, the Holy Spirit descended upon us. And in that moment, the love and the grace of God came into our lives and began to minister to us. We were made part of God's family and assured that we would have life with him forever in heaven. The Spirit came into our lives, enabling us to not only hear, but also empowering us to speak, to tell the whole world, starting with our family, our friends, and our neighbors, what Jesus means to us, so that in Christ Jesus, you and I become one. Brothers and sisters of Almighty God, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless each of us on this Pentecost. Amen? Amen.